listening to the Blooming Inspired Podcast Network. We exist to empower the voices of women who live their lives blooming alive through podcast community. Now, here is your host. Blooming Inspired Podcast, equipping and empowering the voices of women who live their lives blooming alive. Good morning. This is Michelle Bentham, host of Blooming Inspired Podcast, and I am excited to be on again with you today. Um, Sharing from Psalm 119, and remember, we're looking for keys to revival. And part of why I'm reading Psalm 119 through the entire chapter in Psalms is because I believe it holds keys to revival. And one of the things that I have learned over the last few months is how much the pursuit of the holiness of God, the righteousness of God by individuals influences those moments in history that we tend to call awakening or revival. And recently I was at a conference and this is really review. I was at a conference with a friend and they were talking about this very subject. And they said, but one of the things that we have to realize is that the Great Awakening started really when Luther nailed that 95 Thesis to the doors of his German Catholic Church. And then the Protestant Reformation came out of that. And there was a break with the Catholic Church that was eventually followed by uh, Henry Tudor uh, breaking with the Catholic Church and developing the Anglican faith. And so then you've got the Arminians and you've got the Calvinists and you've got the, the Mennonites and you've got all of these people who are breaking off the Quakers and you've got, you know, they were... They were the Pennsylvania Dutch, and you've got all of these people who are coming to this country that I live in, the United States, looking for religious freedom, freedom to pursue God without being required to adhere to a specific state-run church. And out and in those people are people like John and Charles Wesley. John Wesley is the founder of what is called the Methodist movement. They became known as the Methodist because they developed these strong spiritual disciplines in their life that led them to a pursuit of holiness. They were actually called the Holiness Club. Or the Holy Club, actually. The Holy Club. And so... As we move forward, be listening for these keys that we're talking about. These keys for how uh, God is speaking to you about revival. So now let's begin. We're reading in Psalm 119. We will begin in verse 41 and... Remember, I am reading from the Passion Translation, so it very likely will read a bit differently from your text. The heading for this section of the scripture is trust in the Lord. 
It begins in verse 41. May your tender love overwhelm me, O Lord, for you are my Savior and you keep your promises. So being overwhelmed by the love of God and recognizing him as your Savior. And remember, at the time that this was written, Jesus hadn't come yet. So it was looking forward to him. But for us, it's looking backward to him. For you are my Savior and you keep your promises. I'll always have an answer for those who mock me because I trust in your word. Do we trust what he promises in the scriptures? Do we trust that Jesus is the living manifestation of the full expression of the word of God? He is a person, right? May I never forget your truth, for I rely upon your precepts. Oh, I will observe your laws every moment of the day, and I will never forget the words you say. That's a pretty strong vow before the Lord, don't you think? How is it that you would not forget God's precepts and his laws and the words that he speaks? You have to meditate on them every single day right? We have to read them every single day. We have to spend time with him every single day. We have to let him massage them into our heart and write them into our heart so that we become a love letter to the world, a love letter of the promises of God. Did you know that if you spend time focused on his word, living in his word, living from his word, that when people mock you for your faith, when people challenge you, when people don't believe what you believe and they tend to mock you, your trust in God's word will give you an answer every time someone questions you, every time someone challenges you, every time someone mocks you. That's a pretty powerful truth. May I never forget your words, for I rely upon your precepts. I will observe your law every moment of the day, and I will never forget the words you say. I will walk with you in complete freedom, for I seek to follow your every command. I seek to follow your every command. In Matthew six thirty-three, it says, Seek first the kingdom, his kingdom and righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. The way we seek first his kingdom is to follow what he's showing us, what he's telling us to do. And his word, Jesus, and the scriptures are the, are the guideposts for that. So we can't know the other scriptures in the Bible if we don't know the gospels. Because the gospels tell us about Jesus. Tell us about his work, his life, his endeavors upon the earth. He is the full manifestation and expression of the word of God. So without knowing the gospels, we can't rightly relate to the other parts of scripture because the other parts of scripture tell us about the gospels. 
I will walk with you in complete freedom, for I seek to follow your every command. The word of God is the key to freedom. Trusting in the Lord and trusting in his word and trusting in Jesus brings freedom. It says, where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. That the Lord brings freedom to those who follow him, to those who trust him. When I stand before kings, I will tell them the truth, and I will never be ashamed. When I stand before people of government and people of great influence, I will tell them the truth as I know it from God's word and from Jesus. And I won't be ashamed. The other day I had a conversation with someone I love very much. And we particularly disagree about some things related to cessationism and whether or not the, the gifts of the Spirit are for today or if they ceased with the, with the completion of the canon. And I tend to live in the camp of believing that if I can read about it in the Bible, it's accessible to me today. And therefore, I'm not in the camp. And in the course of our conversation, it was brought up that the devil can cause people to prophesy. The devil can cause people to do things. And I believe that. that I believe that. I, I, I'm not unaware of the schemes and the plans of the enemy. I don't tend to focus on them. I tend to be observant and be aware of the times, the seasons, and, and the plans that the enemy seems to be working in that. And then I take that to God in prayer. I go to Scripture, and I look for precedents in Scripture that will allow me to pray into those things that I sense and I see. But I went back to this moment when Jesus rebuked and I, and I can't tell you where it is, but it's in the Gospels, where Jesus rebuked the Pharisees because they were always looking for him to do it. So he rebukes the Pharisees for always wanting him to do a sign. But then he's talking to them about the Holy Spirit, and he tells the, them that uh, they can blaspheme him, Jesus. You can blaspheme me but you will not be allowed to blaspheme the Holy Spirit. And in this context, they were accusing him of doing the works of the devil in healing people, in raising the dead, in forgiving sins, in releasing people from bondage and casting out demons. And so they were accusing him of the works of the devil, that the devil was empowering him to do these works. And this is why he told them, that you can blaspheme me. You can accuse me of doing the devil's work. But you should not speak against the work of the Holy Spirit. Now here's what I, 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 where I came. I came with, Jesus wasn't saying blasphemy of the Holy Spirit is be careful what you attribute to the Holy Spirit. Though that is implied. But he was speaking specifically about don't call the works of God the works of the devil. Don't call the works of the Holy Spirit. And what are the gifts that are the works of the Holy Spirit? They are working of miracles and healings and speaking in tongues and interpretation and prophecy and words of wisdom and words of knowledge and interpretation and discerning of spirits. Do you understand what I'm saying? 
that there are these gifts that are given that are for the building up and the edification is what the word is, building up, encouragement and comfort of the body that are given to give divine wisdom and insight to people, to give them a strategy in prayer, to give them evidences of the power of God at work in them. And they are given to build the body up to unity in the faith. And it says that we cannot say we don't need these particular gifts. And this is what I think it means to stand under shame. I'm going to stand in what God has said in his word. And I'm not going to back down off of it. And I'm not going to accuse him of doing things that aren't good. Because God is good. I'm not going to be ashamed. My passion and delight is in your word. For I love what you say to me. Did you know God has something specific to speak to you through his scriptures? We call them rhema words where he highlights the scriptures and he speaks to our hearts. I long for more revelation of your truth. Do you long for the revelation of the truth of God's word? For I love the light of your word as I meditate on your decrees. As I meditate on your decrees. This life we live is preserved by the promises, by the word of God. It's preserved by the person of Jesus Christ. It's preserved by the power of the Holy Spirit. And revival comes when that power of that Holy Spirit overwhelms us with his tender love. When we come to a place of humility and gratitude before God for his salvation and for his promises. And we recount that gratitude back to him every single day. When we stand before people who mock us and we are tormented and suffer, but do not waver, but trust wholly in his word. We receive victory from our Lord. So today, God, we pray that your tender love would overwhelm us and that we would come to this place of humility and gratitude and bowing low before you, your son, Jesus, and your word. And we would acknowledge you as our only salvation. That we would always have an answer for those who mock us because we trust in your word. That we would not forget your truth, but we would rely only on your truth and your precepts and observe the, the commandments of your law every moment of the day. As Jesus said that if we love him, we will abide in his words and his words will abide in us and we will be obedient to what he has said. That we will observe these things you have spoken, these decrees that you have made every moment of the day and we'll never forget what you have said. I will walk with you in complete freedom. Lord, today we pray that trusting in you would lead us to the path of complete freedom, that there would be victory in us because we pursue you through your word. I ask this for everyone within the sound of my voice today. In Jesus' name, amen. 
Well, that's all the time that we have today. Be sure to uh, tune in to the Redeem Rebel podcast at 4 p.m. on Monday afternoons at Central Time. And we have Accidental Hope coming up tomorrow at 2 p.m. Central Time. And then Blooming Inspired Podcast will be back on the air on Thursday at 11 a.m. Central Time. And so be sure to tune back in. Next time we'll be reading through verses 49 through 56 and we will be reading about the comfort of God and I'm so excited about this series I believe God is going to reveal things to us and we're going to continue to talk about the the pursuit of holiness in our lives and and what that looks like and how it empowers us to do the work of ministry We are also going to be doing a prophetic conference. I believe it's going to be an online conference that's going to be fun, and it's going to be a new way of doing things. And Michelle Terman, the host of Redeem Rebel Podcast, is going to be joining me in that. And we're going to be setting out to teach about prophetic ministry, teach about words of prophecy, and then we are going to administer words of prophecy. And so I'm very, very excited about that. Can't wait to get that out to you. So that's what we have for you today. Be sure to check us out, bloominginspirednetwork.com. You can click the podcast link at the top of the page to learn more about the podcast. If you want to do your own podcast, we have a place for women to empower the voices of women who are living their lives, blooming alive um, through podcast community. And so click on that link to host your own podcast. You can submit an audition. You, We can have a conversation. Um, I do coach you through the process of how to develop your show and how to put it together and and help you with some of the elements of that and we broadcast it right here on the network um and so with that said it's bloominginspirednetwork.com we're also on facebook facebook.com forward slash bloominginspired and that's what we have for you today so be sure to tune in check us out like share retweet re you know let these things go out on your social media let them go out to your people of influence because we can't do this without you we appreciate you so much we love you so much and we we thank you for what you've done to help us get the word out about blooming inspired podcast let's make this next year even better than the first year And with that said, I'd like to remind you, as I always do, that blooming where you're planted is the first step to living your wildest dreams. So live your lives blooming alive. Thank you for listening to the Blooming Inspired Podcast on the Blooming Inspired Podcast Network. This show airs Tuesdays and Thursdays at 11 a.m. Central Time. Please take a moment to like, share, and subscribe to this podcast. You can also learn more about this podcast, its network, or the ministries of Blooming Inspired Network by visiting bloominginspirednetwork.com and clicking the podcast link at the top of the page.